The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And the clinic is open. Good morning, Jeff Kowal here every Saturday for the Retirement Clinic on WISN from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Fantastic. We have a great guest today. We'd like to welcome back to the show. In fact, we're going to open up phone lines because you are going to have questions today. Welcome back to Carol Ritson, who joins us on the phone live. Good morning, Carol. Good morning. Morning, Carol. Morning, now, Jeff. What's your official title, Carol? Retired Public Affairs Specialist. It's great because it's the retirement clinic. <laughs> right, it's perfect. How many years were you with and are you with the Social Security Administration? Um, I was employed there for 38 years. 38 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, every okay. time you're on the show, uh, Carol, I would think Jeff would agree with this. We get a lot of response. Questions about Social Security. Jeff, how? That's right. And Social Security is such a vital part of retirement planning. That's, that's why we keep bringing her back. And uh, it's important. And also, uh, Paul, before we start the show, um, I have directives from uh, Alyssa in my office to promote our AT&T webinars. Retirement benefits are changing for AT&T employees, and we are here to help make sure that employees understand what these changes are and how the changes affect them and their retirement plan. We have some great information up on the website, thekowalway.com. Right on our homepage, you'll see the AT&T banner. Click on that, and it will take you to our AT&T page for more information about benefit changes and... You can register for an upcoming informational webinar. On, 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 for AT&T employees. For AT&T employees, yes. Uh, they're changing the benefits. Some retirement benefits, retiree health insurance, uh, things like that. The way they calculate the pension is changing after the first of the year. So you got to start planning now. It doesn't make sense to wait till the end of the year. But you can schedule a complimentary retirement review or our webinars are April 29th and May 4th. And this is timely, too, because retirement planning, like I mentioned, Social Security plays a large part in retirement planning when you can take it. Uh, the benefits you get, how, how it affects your taking money out of your 401k or your pension lump sum or whether you take a pension or not. So Social Security is a vital part of that. Alyssa wrapped this up well. You know, she sent us notes and she wrapped it up by saying you don't have to go it alone. Our team of fiduciary advisors are here to help. Jeff, I think that's important. And that's what we're going to get into our, dis- our discussion with Carol Ritson is when you hit retirement or you get close to it, you feel alone and you have questions Yep, and you may have questions about social security. So let's officially welcome you to the show. Phone calls and texts. I've got my text page open. It's the same number. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is now open on the Retirement Clinic, 414-799-1130, 414-799-1130. You can ask retirement questions, of course. Every week you can do that. But with Carol here, Social Security, your benefits, what are your questions, what's on your mind today? Jeff, we've got a full hour to talk with Carol. In yep. fact, I think she's going to join us for the... Sexy, sexy, yes. And I, uh, I asked her. I said, "You know, Carol, you got something? You have a, a an event or a a memory that you can share for us?" She says, "Of course, I do for the sexy segment. So, wealth management and preservation. But that's always, especially with uh, Carol here, uh, we're gonna have to take a different uh, uh, ta- uh, 
uh, view of that uh, with regard to Social Security. And you also have something that you wanted to start with, uh, Carol, regarding um, uh, replacement Social Security cards. Why don't we start right there? Okay. Right now, you can go online if you have the My Social Security account. And, you know, I always push that, and Jeff always pushes that. But you can go on to your My Social Security account, and you can request a replacement Social Security card. So before, you always had to go into the office. You always had to show a driver's license or passport, you know, some kind of a picture ID. Well, you no longer have to do that, but I I want people to be real clear. It's only replacement cards. I know a lot of times... Uh, My daughter's friend just got married and wanted to know, how do I get a new Social Security card? For a name change or something like that, you still would have to send your documents into the office. But for uh, replacement cards, you can, for just a replacement card, you know, name is the same. You can do it on the My Social Security account. So one more reason to open up one of those My Social Security accounts, you could also get a replacement Medicare card if you would happen to have misplaced Now, now Carol, here's a question. Make sure you're on the right website when you do this. What is yes. the web address? Socialsecurity.gov. Always, always go to the .govs because those are the legit websites. You don't want to go to you know, some website that somebody made up and they're just trying to get your information. Socialsecurity.gov. G-O-V. I think people know what that right. is and make sure it's the right one. Um, real quickly, we've got callers lining up and I know it's going to be a busy show, Carol, but what's your recommendation for Social Security card? When I was a kid, I carried a, around in my wallet and I think my I parents said, don't do that. What do you recommend? Well, you know, now, I mean, it, I don't know. The world used to be a different place. You know, you could carry those kind of things around in your wallet. And there wasn't the fraud that there is with Social Security numbers. So now we tell people, leave them at home, keep them in your file, you know, keep them somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you really don't need that card. I mean, if you're going to go apply for a new job, they may want to see the card. But really, they don't. Any place else doesn't really need to see the card. If somebody's, yeah. you know, if you're going to sign up for cable and they're requiring your social security number in order to get that service, they don't need to see the card. So we always tell people. Well, leave you can it lose at home. your wallet. You can. It can be stolen, right? Right. Everything. I lost my wallet snowmobiling. Uh, of course, it was exposed on the Mark Belling show. And now thousands of people know. But a nice guy that was on the and trail. They're out there looking for it. Well, he found it. The guy found it, and he found me on Facebook, and I went to his house and got it. It was an amazing thing. But, yeah, you can lose that stuff. Uh, I I asked that. The other night in a restaurant and, you know, gave it to the manager, but not everybody would do that. Oh, yeah. People will take off with the credit cards and just have a good time. And, yeah, and and there just really isn't any reason. And, you know, your Social Security number now is pretty sacred. You don't want to just give that out over the phone. And, and Carol, don't we have it memorized? I mean, my kids, the first thing we said, just memorize. It's not that hard. Memorize your Social Security number. It's like knowing your phone number or your address. Just have it in your head. Let's get to the uh, phones. Do you mind that, Jeff? No, go, let's go ahead. We'll take some questions right now before we take our first break, and we're going to begin in Milwaukee on WISN's Retirement Clinic, and this is Marie. Hello, good oh, morning. Oh, I should mention WIBA Hi, Madison, too, That's so right. welcome to those listeners. Marie, good morning. How can we help? 
I have a social security question. I have been fortunate to be taking a spousal benefit. My husband is still living, and I'm turning 70, time to start my own social security. But um, I have heard that it may have been more beneficial for me to have started it maybe a year ago, to have received a greater benefit during that time. So I guess my question is, as I'm signing up now at 70, um, instead going back about six months or so to get more of a lump sum of what I've missed out on, is that possible once you have a spousal benefit that you've been taking? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Um, you know, when you're waiting till 70, you are increasing your benefit by 8% every sure. year. So, right. you know, I really don't see any downside for you to have waited till 70. It's mm-hmm. going to increase that benefit. And, you know, when you call and you go through the application, with the rep, you can have them give you a comp on, you know, what it would have been then and what it would have been now. But I really I did, think- yeah, I did, I did see what it would have been, and it was it's it's only about sixty dollars a month, which isn't a lot when you look at getting a lump sum of, you know, more amount of money. I guess is what I was thinking. She can't go. Can't she go back possible. and get that lump sum or not? You know, to be totally honest with you, there's normally six months retroactivity once you're sixty-two years old. I don't know if it applies to the spousal benefit. I'm, okay. I'm not. Um, that, for some reason, that's that's kind of escaping me. I kind of feel like you're not able to do that. But I would call and make an appointment as long as you're getting to that point where you're going to file for the, you know, the age 70 anyway. Sure. If you're eligible for that, they can take the application at that time and, and make it retroactive. Sure, and definitely wouldn't want to double up on it. You know, I would think pay back what received in the spousal benefit over those six months. Certainly wouldn't want to double up on that, that's right. for sure. Right, Not at all. exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. and thanks. very fortunate to have had that. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for the call, Marie. one or the other. Yeah. Good question, Marie from Milwaukee. Now we go to Waukesha. Next up is Ben on WISN and WIBA's Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal and Carol Richson from the Social Security Administration. In fact, a line or two is open. The Academic Mortgage Line, 799-1130. Good morning, Ben. Hello, Ben. I hear you. Ben. I think Ben is in his car and may not be ready for a call. We can circle back to Ben. Ben, are you there? One more try, Ben and Waukesha. Let's put him on hold and bring him back. Jeff, before a break, and we'll get back to more calls too, uh, with Carol here, we usually have changes, right, Carol, in Social Security? There's always changes. That's right. They were effective the first of the year. We can go get into some of those after the break too. We'll take a break uh, shortly. And then, Carol, you're on with us the entire hour. That website I'm going to mention several times today, socialsecurity.gov. Do we get the mailers anymore? Carol, do they mail out those? You do. You know, you get those every five years, but if you want the, you know, if you want to see your statement every year, that too is where the Social Security, the My Social Security account comes in handy. And, you know, there's so much you can do with that account. You can estimate your benefits. You can see the status if you filed any kind of a claim, whether it's disability or retirement. You can see the status of that claim and just see where it is, what's going on, when you can expect an answer. So there's so many things that you can do online. You you can get a 1099 if you lost yours, you know, or uh, misplaced it. You can take a look at your earnings over your lifetime, and you can also apply for any kind of benefits with the with the my social security account so <clears throat> excuse me it's really and any age is a good age to have a my social security account yeah. because you can kind of keep track of your wages and make sure that everything's posted correctly 
Um, so we, we even advise younger people, you know, take a look at it, and that way, too, you can do your financial planning. You can kind of look at, well, what are they estimating that I'm going to get? And, uh, you know, Social Security was never intended to be your sole source of retirement. Oh, that's and a great point, Carol. Right? We get a lot of people that are angry, you know, I, how am I supposed to live on this? You really never were supposed to live on it. It was supposed to, you know, supplement your pension, your IRA, your investments, your savings, whatever it is that you have. So it, I think it's important. And, you know, Paul, you've got daughters that are just getting into the workforce and doing well. And, you know, now's the time to tell them, start something, get something going, stash money every month. Because once you don't have it, you really don't miss it. And, uh, you know, then by the I get that habit. That's the hardest thing that we find for our clients. Starting. Too, once you start the money away. Yeah. Yes, on a consistent basis. And, and your great advice, Carol. And I did tell my oldest daughter, who is employed, she's, in fact, she's a realtor with our show that preceded us. And that, that I knew. And I knew she was doing well. So it's like, yep. you know, start you saving. don't have children yet. Now's the time to start stashing that money. And I think, too, once you get in the habit of doing that, then it is a habit, and it's not so painful. And, you know, get yourself involved with a financial planner such as Jeff's office. There's lots of great people there. I've met most of them. Oh, yeah. And, you know, get going. And then you build a relationship with a person, and um, I think you just feel comfortable about what your future is going to be. And, you know, who wants to retire and not have any money to do anything fun? Oh. I think that's that's well, always the, you know, the, the goal in retirement is, well, I want to retire, I want to travel, I want to do this, I want to do that. So if you plan accordingly, and, you know, we, we, we don't need everything as we're going throughout life. So if you plan accordingly, then by the time you retire, you've got the money to do the Great advice, Carol. Do. We do have to take a break. We'll be right back on the Retirement Clinic on WISN and WIBA. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Tax season is in full swing, but small business owners may want to press pause before submitting their return, as there are a few overlooked tax credits that owners will want to see if their business qualifies. One credit specific to this year stems from the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. The employee retention credit originally could not be used if you received loan forgiveness from the Paycheck Protection Program. However, new legislation removed the exclusion and business owners may now take the credit if they have received PPP loan forgiveness. Another tax credit stemming from the CARES Act is net operating losses. The CARES Act expanded limits put in place by the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, reinstating the ability to carry back losses generated in the years of 2018 through 2020. While the filing deadline has passed for 2018, filing for 2019 and 2020 is still available. Included in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017 is the Qualified Business Income Deduction, which allows businesses to deduct 20% from business income. This deduction is available to all pass-through entities and sole proprietors. There are income limits and phase-outs that apply, so be sure to ask your tax professional if your business qualifies. Retirement plans remain a powerful tax savings option for small businesses. Administrative costs of 401k plans have decreased, and a properly designed plan can allow for maximum deductions. To understand all the potential tax credits available to you and your business, it's best to work with a tax professional and with your advisor continuously during the year. But if you haven't done so yet, there is still time. If you need help getting started, give our office a call at 
522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. Aaron Kowal with today's Boss Minute on the Retirement Clinic run in Madison on WIBA and in Milwaukee, of course, WISN. Jeff and I have been doing this show. And Carol Richson joins us. We're taking your social security questions. And I should mention a line or two open. We couldn't find Ben. We we heard him, but he, he hung up apparently. So you can call in at 799-1130. Jeff, I was going to say we've been doing the show since 2001. That's right. It's going to be 20 years this year in September. Um, and, you know, we thought, what what could possibly change, you know, in retirement planning? But all the time, several times a year, there's new tax law. Uh, there's new pl- uh, planning schemes. Again, how you coordinate and uh, better ways uh, to, from a technology standpoint to incorporate Social Security into the planning techniques, cash flow analysis, things like that. So, again, Social Security is a big part of that. Uh, Carol Richson, Carol Richson uh, retired public affairs specialist from Social Security, is joining us. Uh, Carol, Paul and I were talking uh, about how much you take out for Social Security. This is something high earners can expect to pay more in taxes. In fact, Jeff quizzed me, and I was really close. You were, pretty, you were really close. Payroll tax is Social Security's workhorse. In, ni- in 2019, it generated $944 billion of the one point, just over $1 trillion collected by a program. Revenue is brought in by applying a 12.4% tax on earning, on earned income. So that's wages and salary. Uh, it's gone up to one hundred and thirty-seven thousand seven hundred, one hundred forty-two thousand this year for twenty twenty-one. All earned income up to one hundred forty-two thousand eight hundred dollars. So I asked Paul, "What you know?" Because you hear percentages. It's uh, it's twelve point four percent. It's six point two percent. I said, "What does that mean?" It's it's actually seventeen thousand seven hundred dollars. So if you're at the a top earner and you're self-employed. Uh, if you're making more than one hundred forty-two thousand, you're putting away almost eighteen thousand dollars a year into Social Security. That's more than people. Think. I would think now so. your employer matches that. If you're self-employed, well, it's, it's eighty-eight fifty-three. That's how much. If you're if you're employed, it would be eighty-eight hundred dollars that you put in, and then the company has to put in the same amount. Um, so that's that's a significant amount of money, Carol. And you know, over ten years, yeah. it's one hundred eighty thousand. Over twenty years, it's three hundred sixty thousand dollars that you would have put in. And where does that money go? It goes into Social Security. As Carol said before, it's not meant to be our retirement plan, Carol. There's 65 million people collecting benefits right now. I mean, it's crazy if you think about it, you know. And there's close to 10,000 people a day filing for benefits. I mean, we're still kind of in the boomer phase, and so there's... There's just a lot of people. They're collecting longer, too, because they're living longer. Living longer, yeah. You mentioned uh, how many a day? How many a day? 10,000 a day are applying. You're right. Eventually, as the boomers age, that'll probably go down a bit. As the Xers, my generation, will be next. And then, of course, what's after that? The largest generation, the millennials. And there are fewer coming up behind them, too. Yeah. You know, I think that, too, is... All the more reason, you know, if you, I, I know a lot of people think, well, there's, there isn't going to be anything there for me, which I don't believe that. Will they make an adjustment at some point in time? Probably, you know, I don't, usually when those things are coming around, there's a leeway, you know, there's a time period before they're going to do that. But, you know, if you, if you truly feel that for the people that used to get argumentative with me at like my social security or my uh, state fair booth or some of the other places where I did outreach, I mean, I literally would get people that would argue with me there about things. But if you truly feel that Social Security is a waste, 
that's all the more reason you should be putting money aside Elsewhere. on your own Correct. and making sure that your you know that your retirement is taken care of because well, we stress it every week on the show right Jeff uh, personal Absolutely. responsibility take advantage right. of that 401k at your especially if the employer is matching even if they're not uh, be a part of it I want to get back to some calls quickly I know uh, Carol you've got till 11 o'clock here you're on the entire hour any social security questions how it kind of works into your retirement plan. Jeff Kowal and Carol Richson are here to answer your questions on WISN Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. Let's go to Dan in Delafield. Good morning. Hi, Dan. We have callers. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Go ahead. Dan. Dan. We have a sleepy audience today, Spencer. And I can hear him there. I don't know what's going on. Dan, you there? Give him a second. We'll, We'll come back. That's our second sleepy caller. It was the same guy from before. It might be the same guy. Just call again. Who knows? Change his name. Yeah, yeah. change his name. We'll we'll work on that. Okay, uh, let's get to some other changes that you wanted to talk about, Jeff. Well, uh, I want to we'll mention get back one to other phones. thing that, that, that just to emphasize what uh, Carol mentioned just before going into the break. She said, you know, when you go online and get your statements, make sure that you have all of your benefits and the income were recorded correctly. Did you want to expound on that? Yes. You know, on the statement, it's going to list your uh, total FICA taxes paid paid, and your wages that you paid FICA taxes into. So, you know, not, you may have some situations where you don't, maybe you earned $130,000, but you only paid FICA tax on 125 of that. That will show up on the statement. But if you show a zero, you know, then you want to get your W-2 out make a copy of it, and maybe make a copy of the statement. And you can just mail that in, and they can do a correction on that. They do pay the benefits based on your highest 35 years of work. So if you've got some old wages from the 70s, maybe the 80s, you know, college years, things like that, it's not a big deal. But if it's one of your high 35 years and you know that you had high wages in that year, you want to get a correction done on that. Now, they can do that correction at any time, so they can do it when you retire. But it's best to have all your ducks in a row at the point that you want to file for your benefits. So That's a, you know. that's a really good point, too, because if you retire early or uh, it, it, before you're taking Social Security benefits and you have zeros in there for several years, that doesn't right. affect either because you've got the top 35 years. Right. So, you know, I, I've talked to people, too, and they're like, well, I know I made more back in 1979, and it really doesn't, you know, if it's not a high 35, it really doesn't matter. So, you know, don't get too concerned about those, but it's the ones that are a high 35 that you want to make sure that those are there. And, of course, you know, you can change your address if you're getting benefits. You can get, change your address online. We always want people to make sure that their address is accurate with Social Security so that they can get any statements out to you, any letters about cost of living, you know, your Medicare statements, your explanation of benefits, they get that address off of the Social Security records. So just to be sure that you get all the information you're supposed to get timely, be sure when you're going through your list when you move of who i got to change an address with, include Social Security, but just go online and do it. You don't have to call anybody. You know, you can do it at midnight. Uh, it really doesn't matter. That website is open 24 hours a day. The beauty of the Internet. Uh, I have not mentioned Jeff's site, thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com, located in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, and, of course, in Racine, Jeff 
I had to work that in at some point. Very good, Paul. Thank you very much. And again, how Social Security plays into your overall retirement planning, a big part of your retirement planning, or at least it should be, and you should be aware of what the benefits are. Talking about that, uh, is Social Security retirement age going up? Carol, you want to talk about that a little bit? I have not heard anything official. So, you know, there's always talk about it going up. Um, but I don't know. It just seems like everybody's so focused on the stimulus and COVID and all the other things that are going on right now that I, I, I sometimes think Social Security takes a back burner when there's other issues going on. And well, and that's something I think that's been going on for years and years and years. I mean, my entire career, we would think, well, this is going to change or, you know, something's going to happen. And then something more important would come along and, and Social Security would kind of get put on the back burner. And so I think sometimes when they're talking about doing changes, it takes a while to get things done. You know, talk about it taking, taking a while, Carol. I'm looking at an article about the retirement age going up. The changes that – so right now it's scheduled to go up to full retirement age at age 67 for a person born in 1960 or later. These changes were from an act of Congress in 1983. Mm-hmm. So that's how long, you know, as a way to, way to strengthen Social Security. So that's, you know, 40 years ago, 93, right. 03, 13, I, re- I remember effective with 84, that's when a lot of those changes kicked in. And, and and you're right, I mean, it just takes them a long time to make any kind of changes. So, you know, with that, I tell people don't be too concerned right now that, you know, anything major is going to change before. You know, some people, too, say, well, grab those benefits at 62 because you want to make sure you get some. And I, I think that's a really poor reason to take your benefits at 62. And that, again, is where, you know, go into your Social Security account, run up some estimates, yeah, we and we talked. You would get. Yep, can we, can talk- we go over the basics? I mean, just as a reminder. Sure. Let the- me just let me just touch on this because sometimes it does make sense to take it as sixty-two, if if it prevents you from if that's if you just need a little bit of income so that you don't have to tap into your um, uh, retirement plans. It right. may make sense for you to do that because you know you can transfer assets your retirement account to somebody else, but you can't transfer your social security to somebody else. But yeah, well, let's talk about some of the basics. Carol. Yeah, like once the first year I can start taking Social Security? 62 would be the the first year that you can collect a benefit. And, and just to backpedal a little bit on, on your comment, Jeff, I agree with you on that totally. I just don't like it when people say, well, you've got to take it at 62 because you're going to lose money right. or it'll take you so long to, to make it up. Or, or, or the biggest thing that I hear is it's going to be gone, so grab yep. it at 62. And, and especially if you don't have any other income or if you have very little income, maybe you have a very small pension, all the more reason to think about, well, do I really want to take it right now? Because then people get mad later on and they say, well, you know, nobody told me and if I wouldn't have taken it at 62, I'd be getting this much more. And I think sometimes people say that just in general because now they look at what they could get and it's, you know, quite a bit of difference, especially, you know, if you're thinking about waiting till 70, you get from when your full retirement age is up until age 70, you get an 8% increase every year. You would never want to wait past age 70, even if you're working, and and there's a lot of people that do. I mean, I had a doctor in my office that was in his 80s, and he was still working because he liked working. But wait, so Carol, let's back up. You can start at 62. Correct. You don't have to take it. Each year that you wait, it goes up, did you say 8%? After full retirement age. After full retirement age. Which is what? Yeah. 
So it depends. Like as an example, if you're depends, if you're yeah. born between 43 and 54, full retirement age is 66. If you were born in 55, it inches up so that uh, eventually a person born in 1955 will, uh, it's, uh, let's see, 66 years and two months. Um, and some are born in 56, 66 years and four months. So around 66 to 67 is full retirement age. Okay, so earliest so, is 62. Carol's point Correct me if I'm wrong. The bottom line is the longer you wait, the more you're going to collect on your monthly checks. Right, Carol? Correct. But, it, but it's, you know, I, and I, I mean, going back to Jeff's point, too, it's different for everybody. I mean, I think, it, I think the big thing, and I don't know, Jeff, you can correct me if you think I'm wrong on this, but I think the big thing is what other income do I have to live on? You know, what do I have to supplement that Social Security? Do I need to wait a little longer so that my Social Security is higher because I don't have as much put away, right. or, you know, I've done really good investing, I've done really good putting money away for retirement, I can take it at 62 and start enjoying my retirement. And, and you have to take it by, what age was it? Where you have 70 to 70 would be the latest. Latest. You know, if you don't take it by 70, then you're losing money. You're just throwing it away because, you know, you're not getting the 8% increases anymore, and there, there's just really no point in not taking it. Yeah, the benefit doesn't go up dramatically. It goes up by cost of living, but that's all. And right. You might as well grab it at 70. Um, it makes sense to wait beyond that. Uh, and again, the long – so, yeah, I get what you're saying, Carol. If you can, you know, even if you are retired, let's say – just let's take me, for example. Let's say I leave radio at age 59 or 60, Jeff, and I retire. I don't, I can't take it till I'm 62, but I don't, but I don't at the earliest, but I don't have to start then. Yeah. Especially if you're on the beach and your wife is still making (laughs) decent income, you don't need to take it. Why would I? Yeah. You might as well. Let it go up 8% every year. That's a lot. 8% is significant. Well, it, just as you mentioned, as Carol mentioned, everybody's situation is a little bit different. And that's why we do a cash flow analysis for our clients to show you what the difference might be, show you what the total benefits might be. Doesn't make sense. Um, you know, if the, statistically, if you if you start at 62 and full retirement age is 67, it's 144 months or 12 years to break even. That's 79 with earnings that might be in your 80s. But if you have people that live in their 90s and the 100s, which we have clients that parents have done that, it may make sense for you to, to delay it because you may have that income. Now, nobody knows what's in God's plan, so you know you don't know for sure. But still, it, that might be you know, screaming for you to, to delay benefits because you have a history of long livers in the family as well. You know, and I think that that's another point, too, that... You know, people say, well, I, I waited and you're, my brother waited and he never got anything because he died. It's an insurance program, and I think people forget that. It's a you know insurance program. It's got survivor benefits. It's got disability benefits. And it's got your retirement benefits. And so I think people sometimes focus so much on the retirement, they forget that if I become disabled, I can get a benefit. If I would pass away, I mean, my brother died at 40 and left three children between six and 10, those kids got benefits until they were 18. So it it is an insurance program. And I I think that's a really important factor to remember. And uh, I told you about my friend who's who's legally blind, has been for a long time. Right. It's meant for guys like him too, right? Disability. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Hey, you mentioned living longer. Did you see who died yesterday? Beloved children's author, Beverly Cleary. She was yes, 104. I did see that. Yeah. Imagine living to 104. 
I know. And, and, you know, you see so many people. I used to go out and do presentations at senior places. And, I mean, I had a guy come in jingling his car keys, and he's like, guess how old I am. And, honestly, he looked to be, like, in his early 70s. He was 94. And yeah. still driving. He was proud to jingle yeah. those car keys. That's and great he, to hear. He didn't look like he had any issue driving either. So, I mean, it, there are, I mean, I, you know, I always say, too, people are healthier. My dad and mom never took a walk. You know, people are walking. They yeah. exercise. I think we eat a little better for the most part. So, I, you know, and medical science has, has improved greatly. So, I think, you know, you put all those factors in and people are living longer. Yep. We're going to sneak in a quick break, and then I hear Carol's going to join us for the sexy segment, Wealth Management and Preservation, as we continue the Retirement Clinic, WISN Milwaukee, and WIBA in Madison. It is time, the sexy segment today with our special guest from this retired public affairs specialist, and she's Carol Richson joining us on the phone today. On the retirement clinic, Jeff Kowal is here, and by way of background, Jeff, this is about wealth management and preservation, but I think Carol's going to participate. This show is for everybody, this particular segment is usually for those with a million dollars or more. We play the the stripper theme because it's sexy, once you accumulate more money, um, um, it, 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 it makes you sexier, clearly. Um, it, uh, it, but when, once you reach a million dollars, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? So that's usually what this segment is about. But with Carol here, she usually has some interesting or um, uh, amusing stories uh, from her years at uh, Social Security. So, Carol, what do you have for us today? Well, you know, nowadays everybody has to file, uh, have to file for an appointment if they're going to get, you know, if they want to. Uh, file for their benefits so we have them make an appointment but years ago you could just call and if somebody was available they would take your claim right on the spot so i had a lady call and she said that she wanted to file for the lump sum death benefit and she also wanted to file for widow's benefits so you know the first question we ask is when did your husband pass away and you know this was in the morning and she said uh, doctor says sometime this afternoon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she's anticipating the body's not even cold yet it's he's not no. even dead yet oh man so you know and obviously you can't take a claim at that <laughs> point in time because you you know you need a death certificate and you need uh, right. somebody to actually have passed away so it yeah we we had a coworker of mine too had somebody that uh, he was on the phone with and they wanted the same thing and he said when when did your husband pass away and then Kind of for our benefit, he said, they're taking the body out now. So she didn't hesitate to hop on the phone. And Well, you know what? It's a scary time sometimes when you retire or when somebody passes away and that income stops. Uh, I can, to some degree, understand that because they say, where is my next check going to come from if, if right. he or she is gone? 
Um, and a lot of times when people retire, that's the, the biggest concern of theirs, that they don't know where that next check is going to come from. Um, you know, w when they're working with us, I mean, we'll do um, uh, take money from retirement plans or from investment accounts from retirement plans. We can do federal and state withholding. We can drop it right into your checking account. So it'll be just like you were getting a paycheck. But I can see, especially at a difficult time like that, when somebody's about to die, now, you, you know, what? you don't want to be really hovering over the body what with phone in hand you know waiting making a claim on social security that's a little tacky right even Just, i think that's a little tacky uh, even i <laughs> and i would agree it's a little tacky too hey we've had a couple phone callers that either were sleeping or not paying attention can we try one more and see if we can get some questions on board here al's calling from tosa al good morning i am wide awake by the way <laughs> oh good <laughs> good morning al all right I'm good. So my question for you is, every year or so, I get the statement in the mail from the Social Security Administration, and in there, there's the various charts. And one of the charts says something to the effect of, if you continue to work to the age of, let's say, 68, um, your monthly benefit will be such and such. If you work to 69, you'll, you'll get the benefit of such and such. Is that assuming my most recent salary as part of the top 35 that you had mentioned earlier? Yes, and that's a, that's a great question. You know, when you're estimating into the future, you don't really know how much a person is going to make. So if you made $50,000 this year, when they send the statement out, e even if you're 35 years old and they're sending the statement out to you, if you make 50000 this year, they assume you're going to make 50000 for the rest of your working career. So when they give you your 62 rate, your full retirement rate, and even going into the delayed retirement credits from full retirement age to 70, they assume you're going to make that same amount of money. So then when your wages go up and you get the next statement, it makes the assumption based on that. And that's, that's where, too, though, you can go into the My Social Security account, and they do have a retirement estimator. You can put in the actual wages and get an estimate that's going to be a little bit more accurate. Likewise, you but could my, also put in zeros, too, right? If you've, you if could. You, thought, well, if, you know, if you're going to quit working, say, at 59, you could, put, you could do the estimator and then just throw zeros in there, and that way... Two, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more accurate because you're not making that fifty thousand, which you know I'm just pulling out of the air. And Carol, throughout the show, you've been saying, you know, go to your Social Security account online. You are referring to SocialSecurity.gov, right? Correct. And then you would sign up for a, a My Social Security account. There's different information that you have to put in there. It's personal information because they want to make sure that you're the right person that they're opening up that account for under that Social Security number. Um, but it's, you know, it's really an awesome tool, and they keep adding things to it. You know, you didn't used to be able to file for appeals on there, and now you can do that. And like I say, you know, you can do your address change. You can set up direct deposit or change your direct deposit. I mean, there's just so many things that you can do on there. If you need proof of what your benefits are, you know, sometimes you want to go out and buy a car or you want to do something where there's going to be financing or, or they want to know where your source of income is coming from, you can print out a benefit verification letter and it tells them how much money you're getting on Social Security. And that way you've got proof of part of your income or maybe all of your income. So there's just so many things that you can do on that My Social Security account. It really is a nice tool. I think it's one of the better things that they've done. 
that website again, and I want to make sure we give this up plenty of, of times. So it's the right one, socialsecurity.gov, socialsecurity.gov. We're going to, that was a good sexy segment, Jeff. Yeah, Al, thanks for the call too. Thank you so much for the question, Al. I see more questions. We're going to try to sneak them in after the break as we continue here on WISM Milwaukee and WIBM Madison. You are listening to The Retirement Clinic. Jeff Kowal's website is thekowalway.com. Back on WISN, just a couple minutes left in the retirement clinic with Carol Ritson, retired public affairs specialist with Social Security. So we're going to go fast here. Kathleen from Hales Corners has a question. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, my question is, Is uh, what age are you eligible for Medicare? Medicare would be age 65. So even if you're not collecting benefits, you can take your Medicare at 65 if you would like to do that. Okay, did it used to be 62 because I thought I heard that one, 62. No, it's always it's always been 65. Not for Medicare. Medicare 65, oh. Kathleen. Benefits you oh. could get at 62, but you always had to wait till 65 to get your Medicare. Thank you, Kathleen. Yeah, thanks for the call, Kathleen. Appreciate the question. That one fast, so I'm going to put one more. Call my office if you have any additional questions, Kathleen, or anybody in the office. And we'll give out that number as we wrap up. We've only got less than a minute. Pat, Milwaukee, quickly, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, a quick question. Let's say uh, you work for the city and you retire at 63 with a pension, and then you're also drawing from your 401 or, you know, or deferred comp. Would that money count towards your final Social Security tally if you delayed it till, you know, let's say you want to get your Social Security at 70, and but you're already getting your pension plus deferred comp for a while. Would that comp, would that money income count towards your Social Security? Go ahead, Carol. No, it doesn't because you're not paying FICA tax on something that you've got in a 401. Yeah, the deferred compensation, unless they're taking Social Security out of your deferred comp. Right. Once you take it out, you're being taxed on it. Tax is ordinary income, but I'm, I'm not sure that uh, uh, the, the um, uh, deferred comp, if, if it's deferred comp, if they're taking Social Security out of it for your deferred comp, then yes, it would go towards your uh, additional Social Security. And as but your always, 401k would not. All these questions are coming at the end of the show. So, Jeff, we have less than a minute. Let's give out your office number. Sure. The number is 262-522-4040. Go to the kowalway.com, especially if you're an AT&T employee. You know that your benefits are changing. We have a couple of webinars coming up on April 29th and May 4th. So go to the kowalway.com. Also, if if you're close to already in retirement, 750,000 of assets, 262-522-4040. And again, that website, socialsecurity.gov, the retirement clinic, WISM Milwaukee, WIBA. In Madison, we thank Carol Ritson for another great show on WISN, and we're back next week.